So we're up to Mesvei on Kufala from the Bays, 101B. Today's daf is daf Kuf Bays, 102. And we're going to have a very interesting discussion concerning Shinoi Makom. Okay, general law in Hilchas Brachas, eventually on our daf, it's going to bring things back around to Shabbos, Yom Tif, and the Pesach Seder. But right now we're really focusing on Hilchas Brachas. And particularly, particularly what we have to notice as we start this conversation is the following. For a bracha to remain effective, more than just past what I'm using it for right now. Meaning, right now I'm drinking a coffee. Okay? If I decide to have another coffee in a half hour, do I make another bracha? What determines if a bracha continues or if a new bracha is needed? So the term that is going to be used for the, to answer this is going to be Hesechadas. Hesechadas. Which is, is my mind remaining on the bracha or not? We're going to come across a four-way machlokas, ultimately, but here's what it boils down to. And that is, initially, we're going to have a conversation as to what determines that there is no hesechadas. What determines that my bracha, the word I'm going to use for it is anchor, the English word anchor. What determines that my bracha is anchored and there's no hesechadas to continue? Okay? Now, in order to prove where we're coming from, I want to remind us of what we learned yesterday. And that is, we had a machlokas, Rav Shmuel and Rabbi Yechenon, about Kiddush and Shul. Remember? When you make Kiddush and Shul, are you Yotze Kiddush, but you're not Yotze wine? Are you Yotze neither Kiddush nor wine? Or Rabbi Yechenon held, I'm Yotze my wine also, which means I go back home, I don't even need to make a guffin. A guffin I heard in Shul continues, back by my, uh, continues on to my house. Where's Rabbi Yechenon coming from? Why would I be Yitzay wine in, in, in the Beis HaKnesses? It must be, Rabbi Yechenon's of the opinion, that Hesech Hadas is non-existent by Kiddush, because my mind is remaining on the Hagafen from Shul. Okay? Now, let's keep that on the side for a moment. Let's mention two other things that may anchor a blessing. One thing that may anchor a blessing and keep it going is something we mentioned yesterday, and that is the obligation to return back to the original place to make a bracha achrona. So for example, if I wash, and everybody agrees to this halacha, I wash in my house, I leave my house. I'm obligated to make a U-turn and go back home to make a birchas hamazon, to bench. When I go back to my house, if I want a cup of water, I don't need to make a blessing. 
because the chiv, the obligation to go back and bench, anchors me. Okay? And therefore the se'udah never ended. And therefore I don't need to make a new shahakal on water. Even though I had a shinoi makam, I left my house. But despite the fact that I left my house since in halacha, I'm obligated to go back and say, because I'm Muslim. I don't make a shahakal if I, before, if before my birch I'm Muslim, I want to drink a cup of water. Another thing that may anchor me is people. For example, you go to an all-you-can-eat buffet. I want to keep my table going as I go for a walk and make more room. So I go for a spazir. I leave three guys back at the table. This way, when I come back and eat some more, then I can say, oh, you finished your meal. What do you mean? I stepped out to Dava Mincha. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm back now. Yeah, I'm back for more for my all-you-can-eat buffet for nineteen ninety-nine. Yeah, I, it's two hours later. My friend stayed here. I'm, I'm still here. I, you know, I never left. I, I went for a walk around the block to make a little more room. All right. Does the fact that the people I was eating with remain at the table? That's also something that can anchor me, and when I come back, I don't need to make a new brach. Okay. So there's different things that can anchor a person. I just spent about four minutes giving over information. Let's get into the practicalities of it uh, on today's daf, and it should uh, flow pretty smoothly. Very, very fascinating discussion uh, concerning Hilchas Brachas. Here we go. Okay. So... They asked a challenging question on Rav Chista, when you have a group of people that are sitting down to have a suda, a meal. Two of them go out to do the kazatska. Yeah, they want to go do a dance in front of a chosin and a kala. They go out, uh, see a chosin and kala walking by, now they want to come back for the meal. They don't need to make a bracha achreina kishem chayzim ain't doing a bracha lechatchil. Okay, so they don't have to go make a bracha achreina for that that they drink, and when they come back, they don't need to make a bracha rishaina. Now, what does that mean? By medvar mamurim, what are we talking about over here? When's this true? Shenichusham zakin echaylet. When they leave people from their meal remaining at the table. That's when we say you don't need a new bracha rishayna when you come back because you left. You have people there anchoring you to your original bracha. If they didn't leave elderly people or a sickly person who didn't have the kayach to go dance in front of the chasen and kala, then keshem yaitzim tuna bracha lemafreya. When they leave, they need to make a new bracha or achreina keshem chayzur bracha lechila, and therefore also they're going to need a new bracha when they come back because you stopped your meal. You're not coming back. You're going to have to make a new bracha. Now, midiktoni, this that we're saying. Akru raglayim. They got up from the table to go dance the kazatska. Mechlaub, divadvarm, turum bracha, This seems to imply that, what do you mean, akru, you uprooted? This seems to imply that they ate food that would obligate them to make a U-turn and come back to eat. Because they uprooted themselves from something. Vitaima and ready? So they had bread, food, anchoring them to the Suda. And we're still saying 
that the only reason why you don't need a bracha rishayna is because you left somebody at the table. And the reason why you're not making a new, the reason why you're not making a new bracha is only because you left people at the table anchoring you. But what can we imply? Let's say you were eating bread and you get up to go dance the kazatska and you did not leave anybody behind at the table. This is a question on Rav Chista, because Rav Chista was of the opinion that you're always going to need a bracha achreina and a new bracha rishayna, even if you continue eating in a different place. Rav Chista is going to hold, you only need one, you don't need both. Kashon Rav Chista, that's the Mesve that we started out today with. Okay, so what we read for the past ten lines was the was the was all for the purpose of this diuk, of this inference. Again, what's the kasha? What's the inference? Rav Chista holds that if a person gets up from eating, they're sitting at a table, they do not make a bracha achreina, and you want to go to. A chasna to dance the kazatska. You don't need a bracha. Your meal's continuing. Because you're going to have to make a U turn. Since you're obligated to go back, so where you are now is still a middle of a suda. And since I'm a middle of a suda at my chasna, but you got the case. I'm in my house. I hear there's a wedding going on in Shul. So I stop in the middle of my meal. I go to Shul. I shouldn't make a bracha in Shul, according to Rav Chista. Because I'm still obligated to go back to my house to bench. Since I'm obligated to go, to go back to my house to bench, it's like my meal never ended. So there's no hesechadas on the meal. I never left my meal because I always need to go back. And the meal, there's no, if I want a cup of water in shul, you know, I don't make a bracha. That was Rav Chista. But this Bryce says that's only true if you also left people behind in your house. That's the kasha on Rav Chista. Do you also need that people remain behind? Or not. And for the Gemara, Omar Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, Rav Nachman Yitzchak says, now we get on to today's daf, top of Kof Beis, Omar Aleph, Man Tana Akirais, who is the Tana who holds that moving from one place to another, Akira literally means to uproot, when you uproot yourself, then you need a new Bracha Rishayna where, uh, where you are, okay? No matter what, Rav Yehuda, it's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda is the, of the opinion that if I, if I wash in my house and then I hear about a wedding in shul and I go to the wedding, I just uprooted myself whether or not I got to go back to bench, I uprooted myself. If you go to shul, you're going to have to make a shahakal on your cup of water. How do you know that opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, the Tanya? We learned in the Brisa. Chaverim Shei you got friends that are eating together. And they go off to Dav Mincha or to listen to Dav Yaimi. When, uh, uh, when they go out, they don't need to make a bracha achreina because they're going to come back. Okay, so you're allowed to go out and come back. Okay, and you know, and you also don't need a new bracha lechatchila, a bracha rishaina. 
before eating. You come back to your meal, you just sit down and keep eating. You don't make a new bracha, even though you went out to Dava Mincha. And now it's a half hour later, and you want to eat a piece of corn, you're not going to make a hadama. You're not going to make a shahakal on your, on your water. Amr of Yehuda, but Rabbi Yehuda qualifies that statement. Rabbi Yehuda says, Bamedavaram Amurim, when is this halacha true that you don't make a new bracha rishayna? As long as not everybody got up to Dab Mincha. But if let's say everybody got up to Dab Mincha, so you don't have people anchoring you back to the original place. So now that you left, you did end your meal. Okay? So. You find from over here, we had a question on Rav Chista. Rav Chista is wiggling out by saying like this. It's actually a machlaikas tanayim. That price follows Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, you're right, Rabbi Yehuda argues with me. But I'm going to follow the opinion of the Tanakama that you don't need people remaining there to be anchoring, uh, to be anchoring you. All that matters to anchor you is the need to make a U-turn to go back and make your bracha uh, achrein. Okay. So it's coming out that we thought we had a nesve, a challenging question of Chista. Rav Chista is wiggling out of that question by responding that um, that he has a Tanakama backing him up, and therefore he's, he's he has every right to argue on on that sheet of Rebuta. He's got a Tana backing him up. Okay, fine. There we go. We're sticking with this. We're moving away from now our question on Rav Chista, and we're going to go back to Rav Yechinan Shita. Let's remind ourselves of what Rabbi Yechidon's shita, Rabbi Yechidon's opinion was. Rabbi Yechidon was of the opinion that if you hear Kiddush from the Chazan on Friday night in Shul, you fulfilled your mitzvah of Kiddush and you fulfilled your mitzvah of wine. That was the opinion of Rabbi Yechidon. The Gemara is now, and, and, and we had a tiyufta, we, we, we refuted Rabbi Yechidon yesterday. The Gemara is going to try to add a little insult to injury, as they call it. Uh, the Gemara is going to try to add some insult to Idri. Perhaps this discussion that we find in the Brisa, Machlekes Tanakama and Rav Yehuda, actually may be an upshlug, may be another cause to this to to prove Rav Yechonon wrong. How so? So let's read this inside. The reason why the, uh, there's a chance to say that a bracha can continue even with the Shinoi Makam is because I'm going to have to go back to the original place anyway to bench. When you go out, then we're going to say you don't need a new bracha. When you come back, you don't need to make a new bracha. Because your meal never ended. Let's say you're only obligated in a I drink water, and I'm obligated in a bari nefashis. And I leave my house. The halacha is, I can make a bari nefashis in my car. I don't need to go back to my original place to bench. So is there anything anchoring me to my original makom? No. So there's certainly a hesachadas, right? I left my place where I was. There's nothing pushing me to go back. Certainly, even if I didn't make a bracha achreini yet, I should need to make a new bracha rishayna on anything I eat, because my bracha does not continue. A few or a bonnet, even according to a bonnet, shem yaitzim tuna bracha mafreya. 
Everyone's gonna agree with you. Go out, you're gonna have to make a brokel of Afrikan. This is a kasha on Rebekhana because Rebekhanan holds that when I leave Shul and go to my house, the bracha continued. Where's that from? How's it continuing? I'm not obligated to make a new bracha. Of course you are. Says the Gemara of Alavmi Yosibnachad the Zimna. Take it easy on Rebekhanan. We already proved them wrong. Okay, fine. No. Be nice. Shanganug. We proved them wrong yesterday. Sigmara says, Name of me and Nami Abdiyofta. Yeah, we want to prove wrong again. <laughs> yeah, right? We want to show another reason why he's wrong. Says the Gemara, no. It's a good, it's a good attempt to prove him wrong twice. However, Nishtazai, that's not the way it works. Omar Lach Rabyekhanan, Rabyekhanan is gonna say to you, Hu Adin Dafiud Varam Shain Tuna Brahim Kam Nami in Sarakhovarak. Listen to this. He says, really the halacha is even if it would you'd only be obligated to make a burn of you're still anchored to your place. And this that we say that the people uprooted themselves and went back uh, and went to dance at the chasna and then they came back. So we made a deal. We said, oh, uprooted means that they were set in a meal. It must be they washed. No, not necessarily. No. That's just teaching me the, that's just teaching me the, the kayak of Rabbi Yehuda, who holds Dafil Dvarm Tunam Bracha Lachreim Kaimer Yehuda, just to teach me his lenient opinion, who holds that even by things that need a Bracha Lachreim Kaimer, even things like like uh, you know uh, bread that you need that you need to go back for and make a Bracha Lachreim. Taima Denicha Miktas Chaverim is also because not it's not only that you need to go back to bench, you also need people to have been left at the table, meaning. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you need both anchors. People are still at the meal, and it's a type of food that I'd be obligated to go back for, which makes it like my meal never ended. But let's say I was eating bread, and I got up to go dance the Kazatska at a wedding, and I came back, and there were, my chaverim were not left behind at the table, then Rabbi Yehuda is going to say, you're going to need a new bracha. So the whole chiddush over here is only to teach me the kayach of the stringency of of uh, Rabbi Yehuda that you need all these things to anchor a person, but it's not necessarily because it doesn't apply uh, the 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 halacha doesn't apply elsewhere. No, it could even apply. The, uh, you could even say there's no hesechadas when I'm not obligated to go back. Period. Okay. Let's just wrap this up, says the Gemara. One more step for this, uh, for this topic, and then we're on to a brand new topic. Tanya Kavasi, the Rav Chista. We have a Brisa that seems to prove Rav Chista. And you have a bunch of friends who are sitting around to drink wine. And they get up and they come back. They don't need to come back because why? The bracha achreina of the on the wine obligates them to return and you don't need that they also left anybody there. It says they all got up to leave still because the bracha of wine obligates them to go back to the original place. Mimela, their suda never ended and there's no need for a new bracha rishayna. Period. End of that discussion concerning the machlaikas um, uh, concerning the machlekes that we started yesterday. All right.
Gavaldik. Tonu Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, and so should we. B'nei Chabura, Shahoyu Mesubim. You have a group of friends that are sitting and reclining, they're laying down on Friday afternoon. Yeah, they're tasting. Ah, they got to get the first taste of Shabbos in. They start their suit on Friday. And then the day became holy. What does it mean the day became holy? Shabbos is starting. So they're mitten suda. This was the case from two days ago, right? The people laying, reclining, and now Shabbos is starting, but they're in the middle of a suda. So what do they do? Somebody should get a cup of wine. And he should make Kiddush. Vesheni. Then, after making Kiddush, then they bring another cup. And they bench on the cup of wine. Okay, now just to mention, because we're going to have to take this as a premise, the proper way to bench, and especially the way people benched back then, was always al hayayin. When they said the brichas hamazin, they made sure to bench on a cup of wine. Gave a chashivas to the brichas hamazin. It was more than just a nice thing to do. It's brought down, you know, the, the, this is what they did. This was like the minuk. You know, this was like the set minuk. You have a cup of wine when you bench. You bench, and then you say brichas hamazin. You, you say agafen, and you drink your wine. So they're in the middle of their meal. So what does it say? Mitten suda. You don't bench now. You bring one cup of wine, make Kiddush to sanctify the, the Shabbos. And then when it comes time for benching, with a second cup of wine, you bench. Divrei Rabbi Yehuda. This is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yaisi Aymer. Rabbi Yaisi says, Eichel v'hoyleich ad shatichashich. That no, you don't need to stop immediately where you are to make a uh, uh, to make a kiddush as soon as you hit shkia, rather Rabbi Yaisi is consistent with his psak on daf kuf right two two days ago. Rabbi Yaisi said you could keep eating; you don't need to stop. He was the lenient of, he was the lenient opinion. Top of Amud Beis, Gamru. So since so according to Rabbi Yaisi, I'm not making kiddush in the middle of my meal. So at the end of my meal. Guess what I do now? I'm finished my meal, and I still have a chiyuv kiddush, and I also have a chiyuv to use wine at my bruchas hamazon. So what do I do? Kais risha mevarchalav bruchas hamazon. First bench on a cup of wine, the hasheni, and then take a second cup. And oimer alav kedushayin. Seder, finish your meal. Gezuntahet, finish your meal. Bench. Go to the Gan Sazach, say Bayer Priagofen, make your Bayer Priagofen, and then stand up and make Kiddush for everybody. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yaisi. Says the Gemara, I don't understand. According to Rabbi Yaisi, why does he say, make Kiddush on wine, then a Hagofen, and then, I'm sorry, bench, according to Rabbi Yaisi, bench, make Hagofen on wine, and then make Kiddush? 
asked the Gemara, why can't your Hagafen be your Kiddush? Do like this. Hold up a kais. Make Bircha Samozen. And as soon as on Bircha Samozen, say, Vayichul Hashemayim Baruch Tzvachol Tzvam. Baruch Hashemayim Baruch Hashemayim Baruch why can't your cup of Birchas Hamazan be turned into your cup of Kiddush? Why do you need two cups or BIC? Let both the benching, the mitzvah of benching and the mitzvah of Kiddush be made on one cup. Says the Gemara, a very important yesayv that we find throughout various areas of halacha, and that is, it's improper to group different types of mitzvahs together. Okay? You're not going to do two holinesses on one cup. My time, why not? says, You don't do mitzvahs in groups. You don't do mitzvahs in bundles. Now, if you look at the, it, you look at the first wide line in the Rashbam, very short Rashbam, he gives the reason. Why don't you do mitzvahs chavilas chavilas? Why don't we group mitzvahs together? Because it looks like a burden, Zok the Rashbam. If you, by other things, we try to kill two birds with one stone. You don't try to kill two mitzvahs with one stone. We don't try to say, let's get this mitzvah over with. If you group mitzvahs together, that's what uh, that's what it seems like. Okay, seems like we're it seems like we're we're trying to get it over with. It's a burden for us. And Mamela, that's why Rabbi Yossi says you should use two kaisis, one cup for benching, and one cup for kiddush. Now we're going to go on a little bit of a tangent for just two steps. The Gavar is going to ask on this concept of not to bundle your mitzvahs. Is that really true? That you're not allowed to bundle your mitzvahs? Listen to this fascinating scenario. Deloy. You can't bundle your stuff together. I have a hatanya, but you can't bundle mitzvahs. Hatanya we learned in our brayso. Hanichnas lebeisa b'matzi shabbos. A person who comes home on matzi shabbos. The lie is it? It's a takachu. We don't do mitzvah chavilas chavilas v'hatanya, but we learned. But we learned in our brayso. Hanichnas lebeisa b'matzi shabbos. A person comes home to his house on matzi shabbos. Mevarech, what do you do? Mevarech ala yayin v'ala mor v'ala besomim v'yachek ha'chaymer abdolo ala kois. Gevaldik, a person makes a bracha on the on the the flame, on the besomim, on the kais. Then you make abdolo v'mein la kais echa meniach l'achara mazoin u'meshalshin kulon l'acharav. Listen to this. Not only did they use a kais on Shabbos, they used a kais for Malava Malka. There's a mitzvah to eat Malava Malka. So they're going to wash, and they wanted to hold a kais when they made Malava Malka. What if a guy comes home Matzi Shabbos, and he only has enough grape juice or wine in his house for one cup? Zok the Brisa, you know what you should do? You should do like this. Make, uh, make the bracha of um, Hagafen, and then make a Bari Mariesh, and then make a Bari Minebesamim, then make have uh, then make havdala, and if you only have one kais, then leave the cup until after you eat malava malka, 
and wait. Now you're gonna ask, ah, yeah, you're not allowed to eat before uh, before Abdullah. All right, hold off. All right, hold, hold off. Then maybe it's a tzairich, right? Maybe we'll call it that. It's a tzairich. It's a need. You only have one cup, and there's a chiv deep lava malka. So maybe here you are allowed. Okay, but here's the question: You see that you're allowed to use your cup for birchas hamazon and Abdullah tzizamin um, from a lava malka. So we see we do mitzvahs bundled together. And for the Gemara, uh, ain't like shiny. That's only like we call b'shasat chak. Uh, you only have one cup. You have one cup, we can bundle mitzvahs. But if you have the opportunity to, to do your mitzvah separately, then a person would be obligated to do that. Frak the Gemara, another Gavaldik Akasha. What about this year? Pesach, and this is how it all comes, comes around. Pesach falls out on Matzei Shabbos. Guess what we are going to do this year at the Pesach Seder? We are going to make Kiddush and Havdalah on one cup of wine. Right? We're going to hold our cup of wine. We're going to, we're going to make Kiddush. First the Dalit Kaisas, and we're going to make Havdalah. What happens when Pesach falls out on Matzei Shabbos? The Islay... And you have more than one cup of wine. Why? Because you're sitting at your Pesach Seder, so you need enough for Dalit Kaisis. So we know you have more than just one cup of wine. You're not stuck. The Yomar Rav, and Rav says, you say Yayin, you make the Hagafen, Kiddush, Ner, and Habdallah. So you see, you can make Kiddush and Habdallah together. So you see, you're allowed to bundle mitzvahs even when you have more than one cup of wine available. And for the Gemara, the Gemara answers, Amri, they said, Midalai Amar Zvan, since he didn't say uh, the, uh, since he did not make a Shehachiyanu over here, so Machlaud the Bishvi Shal Pesach Askinan, we must be dealing with Shvi Shal Pesach, the Koma, the Havalei, Ochilei, the Leslei. Maybe we're not dealing with the Pesach Seder. Maybe we're dealing with the second night. Otherwise, you should have said, you make Yayin, Kiddush, Ner, Havdallah, Zman. Because you make a Shekhyonu the first night of Pesach. Why didn't he mention Zman? It must be with them with the last night of Pesach. And that's why you're allowed to bundle it together. Because you don't... Because you don't have more than one cup. Says the Gemara, I, so let's talk about Yom Tafrishin. Let's talk about the Pesach Seder. But Yom Tafrishin, the Islay, uh, uh, the Islay, where you have plenty of wine. The Yom Rabai, and Abai still says, Yayin Kiddush Zman, Ner and Havdallah, Barava Amar Yaknahaz, everybody agrees. They just argue on the order that you make the brachas. Is it, uh, do you say Yakzina uh, or is it Yaknahaz? What's the order of the exact blessings at the Pesach Seder? But everybody agrees you still make Kiddush and Havdallah at the Pesach Seder. Uh, says the Gemara, I'll tell you why. Get, listen to this, beautiful. Kiddush and Havdallah are, the answer is the Gemara, Kiddush and Havdallah is not considered bundling mitzvahs together. You know why? It's the same mitzvah. What is Kiddush? Sanctifying and showing the difference between weekday and Shabbos, or Shabbos and Yom Tif. That's what Havdalah is too. Kiddush and Havdalah accomplish the same thing, and therefore I can bundle them together. Because that's not called bundling mitzvahs. That's called two of the same types of mitzvah applying in, in this unique setting. But it's not an issue of, uh, it, if you, we're not going to run into a problem of bundling together mitzvahs because it's really all considered one area of uh, one area of mitzvah. Interestingly, 
we'll uh, we'll end off with this. But there's a shaila that comes up to that came up with uh, Rabbi Yosef Zilverstein. I don't know whether it really happened, didn't happen. Uh, sometimes he writes Maisa Shahaya, Sometimes he just says, you know, here's a shaila. Um, but he brings down a story of a soldier in the IDF who was was out protecting on Friday afternoon. And he came back to his barracks, whatever they call it now, conked out. Totally just conked out. Right before Shabbos. <clears throat> From soldier. <clears throat> Shabbos morning, he's woken up at 6 a.m. with an emergency. They got to get out of their barracks and go, uh, there's a threat on the Syrian border. Throws his stuff on. Yeah. Just let it run out. It's a fascist, you know what I mean? He goes, um, and he ends up coming back at about 4 p.m. to his barracks, and the lead officer, the sergeant, the chvez, whoever it was, said to them that we're back, but there's a good chance we're going to be sent right back out in about 5-10 minutes. So he had a shaila. He had a shaila. Oh, so what he do? He didn't have a shaila. What he do? So it was after he didn't have time to eat. He didn't. Make, he had to make kiddush. He was. He didn't have a chance to focus on anything. The halacha is that bein hashmoshes on Shabbos, you're allowed to make havdalah. You're not allowed to light the candle. Obviously, it's still Shabbos. But after bein hashmoshes, and this is halacha lamaisa. You can technically make Havdalah. You can make a Barapir Agafen, smell the Besamim, make a Mabdil bin Kodesh Lechayla, as long as you're after Plaga Mincha, and you're Yaitse Havdalah. Okay? Later on, if you have a chance, you'll make a Barapir So this soldier made Havdalah, forgetting he didn't even make Kiddush yet. He made Havdalah, and Hitaka was called back out. They go out. It was canceled as soon as they went back out. Sent back to his barracks. It's now 5.30. He already made Abdullah. He's famished. And he remembers he never made Kiddush. So his Shaila is, Shaila is, are you allowed to make Kiddush after you already made Abdullah? Because he, he, he can't eat till he makes Kiddush. So he still had like another hour and a half till Shkia, And he wanted to eat. But he made Abdullah. So you want to know, can he make Kiddush? Achar Abdullah. That was this, uh, that was this crazy miser. So Rabbi Yitzhak Zilverstein quoted this Gemara amongst others. And he said, absolutely. Making Abdullah before Kiddush is not a stira. It's not a stira at all. Abdullah and Kiddush actually uh, accomplished the same thing. And, and uh, he said, if a person's ever in such a, if a person's ever in such a situation... The halacha taka would be, you're allowed to make Abdullah after Kiddush. They're both sh- showing a separation between, between uh, Shabbos and Chayel.